Welcome back to Med Twitter this week. I'm Chris the Chew Man Chew. I've got Dr. Spicer with me today, and we're going to review one of her tweets and about her philosophies in terms of teaching and some other things about virtual teaching. We'll talk a little more after the intro. Welcome back. Now, I have a great tweet for you, and I have Dr. Spicer here to talk about it, so I'm going to read it first. So, have your virtual teaching sessions started to feel like death by PowerPoint? I know mine have. With crickets in the audience? Then read this Tutorial Tuesday MedEd Tag Twag Team thread on integrating interactive tech tools to your virtual teaching sessions. So, I have Dr. Spicer with me today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I am enjoying being here. Well, so... I, so you've been doing this tutorial Tuesday. You've been going back and forth with Dr. Stetson. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We've been trying to um, do a little bit of cross the coast teaching together. So before we dig into your, your your tweet, which I really want to get some of your great pearls from this, um, how did this start? Like, were you were you guys talking about doing this back and forth, or has this been something on your radar? What, what how did this start? Yeah, it's interesting. So we've actually never met in real life, um, <laughs> but uh, Dr. Stetson reached out to me maybe back in the fall when I started doing some med ed tutorials on some other topics and you know expressed an interest in maybe partnering up. We have a couple um, mentors in common. So Dr. Kimberly Manning at Emory and then Dr. Brian Schwartz out at UCSF has been mentor to both of us. And so he reached out and I was a little busy at that time, but we started thinking about it again in terms of virtual teaching, because I think we had both suffered through <laughs> trying to figure out how to really refresh our teaching over Zoom. Yeah, you know, I agree. This is something that a lot of us at all our institutions have been trying to figure out. Like, so we've switched grand rounds, we switched morning reports, we switched new conferences, and we're definitely doing quite a bit of tele-teaching over Zoom or other WebExes over here at my, at my institution as well. So I have greatly enjoyed some of these. I think last week, Dr. Stetson had one on, on uh, the, using the virtual whiteboard in Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so this week, you're talking about death by PowerPoint, which, to be honest, even before tele-teaching, people were dying by PowerPoint <laughs> as well. Yeah, so I, I used to be in the military, and we used to have lots of PowerPoints as well during briefings, and it was crazy. And it is no different since I've, you know, continued on to medica medicine. Uh, do you want to give us some of the pearls that you, you brought to us in this tutorial? Yeah, I mean, I think that all this kind of started back even during my chief resident year back like five or six years ago. Um, I really hated sitting in conferences that were just PowerPoint conferences, and I really liked interactive sessions. And so that's when I started kind of experimenting with some of this stuff. But when we all started having to teach by Zoom, it was really difficult to figure out how to keep things interactive. Um, and so one of my goals was to try to go beyond what most of us have been doing, which is just pulling up PowerPoints and delivering it, which to be honest, over Zoom feels even worse than when you're giving a PowerPoint lecture in a classroom because you Great. usually don't even have faces. Um, you know, it's just, it's so much harder without being able to see people. And so I started thinking, how can we make this different? And honestly doing a lot of YouTubing to see what people in other higher ed institutions were doing outside of medicine too. Um, 
And I found that breakout rooms is really probably my favorite feature um, that I've experimented with in Zoom to really allow students and other learners to break out, work in small groups, and then come together as a bigger group. Um, but there are a lot of challenges with breakout rooms too. You can't read the room as much, mm -hmm. which are some of the tips that I talk about in the tweet. Now, so in these breakout rooms, you'll, you'll have, do you, do you start off with a, like a, a mini lecture or introduction that you give them some sort of um, um, a stem or something for them to discuss? And then you, you, how do you decide how they're going to be broken up? Do you just randomly say, all right, so I have 20 learners in the session. I'm going to break them up into four sections, five sections. Well, how do you decide on that? Yeah, so usually I start out in a session with everybody together, and then I break them up randomly. So in, in Zoom, at least, which is what we use at my institution, you have the ability to either do it manually or automatically, but it's really hard to do it manually when you have more than like 10 learners, which is when you're really going to use breakouts. Um, so you can break them up automatically um, into however many rooms you want and give them instructions beforehand. But the tricky thing is you can't really watch what they're doing in the rooms. You can join rooms as the host, um, which kind of uh, everybody gets a little um, shocked when you come in the room <laughs> if they don't know that you're going to do that. Um, but it's hard to kind of get a general sense of when people are done with the activity you've told them, which is very different from in-person sessions. And so what I found is a great way to do that is to use other interactive documents mm -hmm. or tools like Padlet was one of the ones that I mentioned, where you can see what they're doing in real time and see how well they're brainstorming something like a differential diagnosis to know when's the right time to close the breakout rooms. Ah, gotcha. So tell me a little bit more about Padlet, because I, I don't think I've ever used Padlet before. Yeah, so I hadn't either. I found it watching one of the YouTube videos that I was watching on virtual teaching. And so I kind of think of it as like a Google Doc or something, but a little bit easier to have different groups working together at the same time. So it's kind of like a fancier Google Doc. Mm -hmm. But it's basically just a bulletin board with a bunch of sticky notes. And so each group can create a sticky note that they can brainstorm on. So it allows you to have groups split up more than on a Google Doc where, you know, it's like a little bit harder to watch it all at one time and to make sure that groups are splitting up what they're doing. Gotcha. Now, can when if one group's working on a Padlet sticky, can other groups see what they're working on too? They can. I think there are ways, and I haven't gotten that advanced in it yet, to, to make it so that you can't um, and to hide different sticky notes. But I haven't tried to do that yet because, honestly, I just care that they're discussing and learning. And so if they're okay. looking at other groups' work, I don't care. Um, it's up to them to decide if they want to include that in their group. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so you're, when during these sessions, you're, you're the only moderator. Is that right? Yeah, during most of my sessions, I have been the only moderator. Gotcha. Yeah, because I, you know, back when this uh, COVID-19 first happened, you know, I was, in, um, I was in a class to learn about how to develop learning curriculums. And then, so we couldn't finish the classes all in person, and we ended up using Zoom. And we did, that was my first experience with breakout rooms, and they had time limits on the breakout rooms. Like, they would, like, mm -hmm. count down, and you had so much time. But then they had, like, 
because it was a larger class, we had multiple moderators that would like sort of pop in your breakout room and say, how are you doing? What, you know, and then you come back together. I did find the, the whole thing a, a little jarring, I agree. <laughs> but um, actually, I really like this idea of using uh, Google Docs or this Padlet, which I've never looked at. I'm definitely going to try this because, uh, that, to, be, to be honest, another reason why I wanted to talk to you because I have, I have a lecture that I'm supposed to give this Friday. Um, and so I wanted to see what else I could do because I, I got a revamp. You know, I, 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 never, I never really liked using my PowerPoints. Um, I've actually gone to Prezi a lot for most of my, my lectures, which allow a little more interaction. And also because of the form, format, I don't, it keeps me from putting too many things on the screen at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is something that I'm definitely going to try in the future. Yeah, no, I think it's super helpful. And I think using polling tools like Poll Everywhere is another great way to do it um, that allows a lot of different options. Now, there, there is polling within Zoom software too, isn't there? There is. It's a lot more limited than Poll Everywhere. So you have to be the host, like mm-hmm. the actual host of, of the Zoom session. You can't even give someone else host capabilities. And it's only like multiple choice questions that you can ask. So you can't do any free response or word clouds or any of the fancier things that you can do on Poll Everywhere and some of the other things like a hoot. Gotcha. Do you normally just copy the link of the Poll Everywhere into the chat and then people access it that way? Or how do you do that? So you can either do it um, that way. Another option is to, if you're using a PowerPoint as kind of the structure of your session, you can insert the slides into PowerPoint, um, which automatically will allow people to see the question and to see the answers when they pop up too. Cool, cool. Well, I've definitely learned a lot from this. Are there any other small pearls you want to let us know before we sort of move on to some of my favorite tweets of the week? don't think so. I think the main thing I want people to think about is how to move beyond like PowerPoints on Zoom are just so difficult. And it doesn't mean you can't have one, but you want to do something that livens up the session a little bit more and really engages students, even if it's just using the chat function for people to ask questions or to provide input like that's better than doing nothing. Oh, I completely agree. You know, I, I think there there is a lot of push to trying to I mean, this is a unique situation and this is the time for us to really engage our learners in a different way. And it's forcing us to learn how to engage learners in different ways. So I really appreciate all the work that you and Dr. Stetson have done. And so hopefully in the future, I'll be able to get Dr. Stetson on as well. Yeah, yeah, no, he's great to talk to. (laughs) All right, so I'm gonna bring some of our viewers, some of my favorite, uh, other favorite tweets of the week. So the first one would be from Dr. Avi Cooper, who I seem to talk about all the other, Every other time I don't talk about Tony Brew. Um, so Avi had a great one about Wilson's disease and Kaiser Fleischer rings. I really encourage people to take a look at it because there's also really cool pictures. I think one interesting thing that came out of it that I didn't realize was that actually if you, as you chelate, um, chelate the, the copper in Wilson's disease, actually the Kaiser Fleischer rings actually improve. And then there's also a correlation with with some of the um, mental disease as well. So I think that's really interesting. And he goes all the way back in his history, all the way to the turn of the century in 1902, I believe. So I really encourage people to take a look at that. I'm sure at some point he'll talk about in the Curious Clinicians podcast that him and Tony and Hannah have. Um, the next is uh, from Eric Topol. Um, he apparently had, a, well, I know he had a great conversation with uh, Dr. Tony Fauci, which obviously I think everyone knows who Tony Fauci is over on Medscape. Um, I actually don't follow Medscape often, so um, having this surface on Twitter is another way for me to get information. So I really encourage people to take a look at that. Um, 
So Dr. Matt Suva, I think I'm pronouncing his name, he had a, uh, a, a publication that he announced in Twitter um, in ATS Scholar on the Zentensivist Manifesto, sort of the combination between being an intensivist and sort of the, I, I guess, the, the, the Zen philosophy and sort of how they almost seemingly are at odds with each other, but really trying to do a holistic care approach to the patient and that being intensive, it doesn't mean you have to be intense at doing everything for the patient. And I thought that was a really great discussion. You should check out, um, check out this ATS Scholar uh, publication and it's free, free for everyone to read. Um, next is Dr. Charlie Ray. Um, he's been a, a friend of the Curbsiders. I think we had him on Neff Madness last year when we looked at a couple of hypertension uh, nephrology topics. And this next tweet, he actually talks about this again, about not treating asymptomatic um, elevated blood pressure in, in the hospital setting. Um, so he actually had an article that came out in Annals of Internal Medicine that came out in um, April 21st. And so he, talked a little, he talks a little bit about this in his tweet, and I really encourage people to take a look at that. And lastly, oh, this beautiful, beautiful video from Dr. Andre Mansour. I mean, this guy has just tons of videos and you should check out, I don't know how to pronounce it correctly, but let's see, this way, is <laughs> a video on Lancizzi sign, which I'm not, I think I'm pronouncing it right, but basically it's giant V waves because of tricuspid regurg. So this is amazing. I love, I love looking at this stuff. This is what I consider like some of the best of med Twitter. So I encourage people to take a look at it. If you're listening on the podcast version, go over to the video or just look up or just follow Andre Monsoor on Twitter and you'll get tons of his videos and pictures. Um, so Dr. Spicer, do you have any other tweets that you want to showcase or talk about it? Or do you want to discuss any of the ones that I brought up? Did you see any of these? Yeah, I saw the, um, what was the, what was it called? Lance? Lance's sign? I think yeah. that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> and, um, you know, as, as an ID doc, I have to say cardiology is not always my favorite topic. I don't know why. It just um, isn't something that I've always enjoyed as much, but I really enjoyed watching that video. That was a really cool sign. I love any physical exam stuff that really kind of helps with um, diagnosis. So I, I saw that one while I was on service and really enjoyed it. Awesome. Awesome. So in the next couple of weeks, what do you, can you give us a, a preview of what you might have in store for us in your um, tutorial Tuesdays? Yeah, so actually it's going to be Dr. Stetson for the next two weeks. Um, and so I think that he, one of the weeks is going to be talking about inclusion and, and diversity and virtual teaching, which we awesome. think is a really important thing to consider with everybody's different kind of home environments. Um, and actually, I forget what comes out tomorrow. Um, so we're recording on a Monday, which is why it hasn't come out yet. But you will know when this comes out on Friday. And I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to make sure we link it down below. Yes, yes. But next Tuesday will be the, um, the inclusion um, tutorial about virtual teaching. Excellent, so, excellent. Yeah. So maybe if I could probably get him on in the next two weeks, we could definitely discuss that. So, well, if you're in communications with him, let him know that he's going to get a DM coming to him, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'll let him know. <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, for spending your afternoon talking to me today. Um, I really enjoyed following you on Twitter and I'm really looking forward to what you have to come. Thank you, Dr. Chu. It was great uh, being with you and I appreciate you having me on. 
Well, guys, thank you for following another week here on Med Twitter this week. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow everything that we have because, well, we're on multiple platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other in, in, in between. So thanks again. See you guys in the next one. Bye.